I'm Anna. And I'm Jillian. And this is the Hat Picks Podcast. Just two dope ladies talking about soccer from across the country on the podcast no one asked for. Crush it. Yes. <laughs> Crushing. See, I said I wasn't going to yell and then... <laughs> I guess I'm a little farther. I could move the microphone back. I'm sorry, listeners, for the amount of time your audio clips and we're talking in a very low volume. And then suddenly I just killed a bug. That's important. (laughs) Yes. And then suddenly we're very loud. Mostly me. But mostly. (laughs) So sorry about that. I'm going to try to be quieter, but nothing about me. But actually, no promises. Says that will happen. So anyway, yep, I can already see it clipping. It's happening. Maybe fine. We'll figure it out. I'll try to lean back if I yell. But we are so happy to be here with you. Maybe Anna a little less so, but she's still, you know. (laughs) I mean, I'm relatively excited. I'm just a little tired. I had a long day yesterday. But it was a fun day. So It was a fun day. It's not like we're tired from putting together the podcast the morning of. <laughs> no, it's not the same kind of tired as last time when we just like woke up early, got a bunch of stuff done and then did a podcast and we were like, wow, how's that exhausting. <laughs> no, no. This is just like, um, I have a vaccine or I'm fully vaccinated. My friends are fully vaccinated and we can do things now. Isn't that so weird? My stamina is so low. I saw one of my college friends yesterday and it was so great. And I was like, oh my God. I haven't done this in so long. I got to like muster some energy. <laughs> yeah. Fortunately, I, my now roommates and myself and my wife, we've all been seeing each other throughout this just like safely. Like we were getting COVID tests every week when we could, like once right. at least one of us was going back to an office. So like my stamina for being able to deal with people has been moderately high. Plus I actually have to go to my office every week. That makes a difference. I've started going back to my office weekly for pre- pre- prepare <laughs> to prepare to go back Tuesdays and Wednesdays and then to be hybrid the rest of the time. And my it's just I was like, God, I'm so unproductive. I with people around, but I also live with people. Um, mm. and so I I think it's, I'm an introvert and my just I retook my Myers. Oh my God, are you an introvert? Yeah, yeah. I kind of knew it. <laughs> but I oscillate. I, I feel like you're like a cusper, if anything. Before I was like within like the 50th percentile range of being an extrovert, like I would teeter over a little bit. But then I, this time I took it, I mean, I'm still an NTJ. Shock- <laughs> shocking. <laughs> but it oscillated to like 65% introvert. And I think that is a direct result of the pandemic. Oh, wow. Yeah. And not gaining energy from being around people and having to figure out how to gain energy from being just around a couple people. Yeah. I feel like you've always been, you were always borderline though. I feel like when we were living together, you were an extrovert who was incredibly content being alone. And so I could definitely see you kind of like riding that line a little bit. And I I feel like Mm -hmm. I ride the line a little bit too in the other direction. Um, I enjoy being around people. I'm incredibly loud as we've already established. (laughs) But I also like definitely need that time alone. So that actually surprises me none, but that's pretty cool to hear that like that it did make that shift. Yeah. Still an NTJ because um, I was, I saw this, I will show it to you later when we're not actually <laughs> recording. <laughs> but it was like this image that has like talking about like inner thoughts of like an ENTJ versus an INTJ. And I was like, 
I have all of those. Yes, that is correct. <laughs> all, all of the above. That is me. So that actually, surprise. This podcast is not about soccer anymore. It's about personality types. Next week, we'll dive into the Enneagram, maybe even <laughs> astrological science, because some of our friends are real into that. So we have some guests, guests. we could bring on. <laughs> so we've decided to make a pivotal switch. And <laughs> we're just kidding, but we will stop talking about this. Yeah, we'll, t- we'll just dive into our hat picks so that we can actually be productive. <laughs> So I will start us off this week with something I'm very excited to hear. It just came out a couple of days ago that I'll probably insert a drum roll. Ebony Salmon, yes, the Ebony Salmon is coming to America and I am so excited about it. So if you recall... Can I just interject real fast? Because the way you said Ebony Salmon is coming to America reminded me of the movie Coming to coming America. To America. <laughs> Murphy. So I just imagined her as a princess <laughs> with Arsenio yes. Hall standing next to her. She is a princess. She is a soccer princess. But not Princess Sabini, because that's no, a different person. Also very cool. So as we recall, Ebony Salmon, who I, I pretty much like could not shut up about her for a little while. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's the 20-year-old superstar for Bristol City in the Women's Super League. <laughs> she actually, also fun fact I read, she recently made her debut with the senior lionesses squad for england so that's pretty cool well listeners let me tell you what the fuck is up she signed with racing louisville fc which means that pending her visa she is coming to the united states and to the nwsl wow 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 so exciting so She couldn't shut the fuck up about her. And that was really me being loud about that. But she was such an excellent playmaker and striker for Bristol City. Unfortunately, Bristol City did not have a great season. They got relegated. (laughs) Which, shout out Steve Schmidt. It wasn't Aston Villa. I know you were worried. (laughs) And for listeners who don't know what relegation means... In the British leagues of soccer, um, this happens in the Premier League. It also happens in the WSL. If you are the last team out of the standings, you get relegated to the lower league. So like in American baseball, we have like the double A leagues. Anyway, in baseball, you have the lower leagues where players get called up to the big leagues. But in soccer in the UK, it's the same kind of structure with the like multiple leagues. But if you lose in the big league, you your whole team goes down a league. Yeah. And you have to earn your way back up into the top league. So that's real tough times for Bristol City. But Ebony Salmon was on fire for them this season and was definitely one of the main people making things happen when things did happen. I think that this is a super good move for her. I think she has the kind of hunger that Louisville is looking for in their players And it's just another chance for her to shine. We have talked about it before, but I think Louisville is set to be a force. Still haven't won their, haven't won a first game yet, but I think it's bound to come. And I think that that they've come up with clean sheets against a few teams recently, which is a big deal. Not conceding a goal is a big deal. And so I think they're going to be a force. And I think Ebony Salmon is going to be a great addition to their front line. I'm thinking of her and CeCe Kaiser together and like, wow, it's going to be great. So let's get this visa shit happening like ASAP, because Salmon is gonna be in Lavender. LOL, 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 <laughs> Color jokes. That's stupid. You're so <laughs> dumb, Jillian. 
But I'm I I just like that you're so proud of your color joke. You know what? It's a pastel color joke too. It's not even just like a regular color joke. <laughs> it's a very niche color joke. Welcome, world. So very excited for Ebony Salmon to be coming to Louisville. So my number three hat pick this pod is coaches making moves. Mm. So this week it was announced that Casey Stoney, the head coach for Manchester United women is stepping down from her position at the end of the season, which is literally today. (laughs) Today was their last game, which also they lost. Yikes. Oh, they had a fall from grace. (laughs) They really, I, it, the entire they were played okay you know what I gotta take a step back they were plagued with injuries this season Alicia Russo Tobin Heath Galton was out for a while like they had a lot of injuries and they didn't have a deep bench so it was rough yes but she's been head coach since 2018 where she has quite honestly done the work to make Man United a team that is respected in the WSL so well respected that two of our faves made their way over there to play her her team Tobin Heath and Kristen Perez if you don't know who (laughs) We talk about um, since we did incessantly talk about them on the first few pods. Anyway, Casey Stoney leaving is interesting for a number of reasons, and I shall list them for you, dear listener. Now, so number one. (laughs) I will enumerate them for you now. (laughs) I did write that at first, and then I erased it. (laughs) Wow. I try to make my language more accessible for the masses because who listens to somebody that says the word enumerate? No one. Please continue. (laughs) Anyway, number one, the coaching spot at Arsenal Women's is up for grabs. um, And she used to play for Arsenal. And though Man United are rivals with Arsenal at this point, there are some whispers that she could end up there. The general consensus is that she wouldn't do that to Man United because she does still respect them as a club and doesn't want to go to a rival team. But there is still technically potential in that option. Numero dos. Mark Parsons is set to leave the Portland Thorns at the end of the season to move to the Netherlands to be the head coach of their national team. Wow. And yikes for us. (laughs) Right. So this means that the coaching position is open for someone like, wait for it, Casey Stoney. Wow. Yeah. Although, side note, I am very excited for this opportunity for Mark Parsons because he's an incredible coach, but also am shitting my pants because uh, the Netherlands already have a great group of players, as evidenced by the fact that they were in the World Cup final. And so he's a great coach. So that's potentially a huge yikes for the US Women's national team. And also, who will be the next Portland Thorns coach? Like, who who knows? Someone tweeted or did an Instagram post or something joking that the next coach should be Nadine Ongerer, but she should still be listed as a sub. Yes! Which- <laughs> Which, dear listener, this is funny um, because Nadine Ongerer used to be the keeper for the Portland Thorns, also for the German national team. She retired playing professionally and took a job as the goalkeeping coach for the Thorns. However, if you go back to like Instagram or Twitter and look at the postings of their lineups, Nadine Ongerer is still listed as a sub, even though she no longer (laughs) plays professionally. And honestly, there was like a little bit of a risk that she could have been called in as a sub last year because... A.D. French was out. Bella Bixby got hurt. And then Britt Eckerstrom decided to retire. And it was just like, I guess Nadine Ongerer is the, is the, is the goalie for this team now. Yeah, sports contracts are wild. <laughs> I don't understand them at all. 
Anyway, reason number three. While the Portland Thorns fit could be so, so good, and I would not be upset about that, that is not likely to be her course of action. The big discussion right now is that she might be going to San Diego in the expansion team that will be joining the NWSL next year. While this seems like the most likely option. I also really wouldn't mind seeing her in Portland. Like I think that could be good. A deep roster, I think she could really work with Mm -hmm. because like, even if she did have a bunch of injuries, like she did at Man U this season, she still has so many options to work with. And I think that Man United just didn't have that this season. No. And if you, I mean, if you look at, we've talked about it already with our last week's number one with Portland, you know, sitting down to have a nice, three-course meal out of the rest of the NWSL. Yum, 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 yum. I mean, it's because they have such a deep bench right now. Do you think that there is any possibility, dear listeners, (laughs) Kristen Press and Tobin Heath are not playing for Louisville? It's not. It's a bad move. It was a bad move on Louisville's part. They're not going. They didn't have a say. We've talked about them potentially going to um, Angel City, the LA expansion team coming up in the ranks in 2022. But do you think there's any possibility that they could go back to Portland and that, or that, you know, that press could go to Portland and, and Tobin Heath could return to the Portland Thorns? I think that at this point, there are too many feelings involved. Mm-hmm. I think that Tobin Heath might be too hurt. Sure. By the fact that they didn't protect her, (laughs) not even that they didn't protect her, but that they didn't engage her in a conversation about it. I think that Kristen Press is more willing to move places because obviously Utah's no longer a team. And so she's at Kansas City, which is kind of like an up in the air. They don't even have a name team. Right. So I think that she would have been more interested in the possibility of like moving to another team. But that conversation wasn't ever. Nobody had it. Yeah. Yeah. And so now, I mean, Christy Hawley, even in an interview this past week, was asked if he had been in contact with Kristen Press and Tobin Heath, particularly now that they're back in the States. And he's just said that they tried. They've tried talking to them. Obviously, because of their contract with Man United, they have no responsibility to come play in the NWSL right now. Louisville just holds their rights. Right. So I don't think that they're going to play for Louisville. I don't think that they're going to play for Portland. Mm. And even though that Port- Tobin Heath owns a condo in Portland, and she's talked about yeah. it, she made a home there and then they up and just like chucked her, yeah. which, so I think that they'll probably go someplace else, whether that's San Diego, Angel City, whatever. Right. I mean, maybe they'd be interested in San Diego because, I mean, Kristen Press is from Southern California. Casey Stoney will be there and maybe they'd like working with her. Sure. Yeah. Options. Things to think about. Yeah. Anyway. I'm going to end this pick with, by giving a shout out to the folks who bring me women's soccer news via my Twitter feed because these people who work for places like The Athletic and The Equalizer or, you know, are just out here doing the Lord's work and sharing the good news of women's soccer. Yes. I'd just like to give them a shout out and say thank you. And also you should just like find The Equalizer's Twitter and follow them if you have a Twitter because they post some bomb.com content and they have a lot of interesting women's soccer news. From all around the world. They also do queue up their Instagram pretty regularly. Oh, yeah. And their stories and stuff. So if that's a platform you prefer for the pictures, <laughs> then... Yeah. yeah, they also have a podcast. Wow. Wow. Who has a podcast? <laughs> About Who women's soccer? Who does Idiots. that? <laughs> all right. My number two, because I know math and I know how to count. My number two this week, Chelsea's general domination of the WSL season. <laughs> So on this past Sunday, one week ago from today, Chelsea did what we all knew they would do, and they clinched the WSL title. Yay! 
go Chelsea. <laughs> this is the fourth time Chelsea have been crowned champions and it's their second in a row because they did, they technically won the 2019-2020 season, but it ended abruptly because of COVID. But fourth overall, it's record-breaking. Honestly, with the amount of time that we have talked about Chelsea and Kerr and Kirby and Kirby and Pernilla Harder and everyone else, who else could it have been? Like, truly. I mean, well, it definitely wasn't going to be Redding, who was their opponent in this game. Oh, my God. So they beat Redding 5-0. to zero. To officially clinch this title, so not so good, not great. And Reading doesn't like suck. They came in like sixth, I think, fifth or sixth or seventh. I don't know. So they're like middle of the pack, but they were stomped, destroyed by Chelsea. So just a couple of highlights from this season-winning match. As a side note, Chelsea had to win this game or it would have left some space for Manchester City to potentially come in. But Chelsea's first goal came in the second minute. So there was really not a lot of risk of Reading winning. Wow. So as I said, literally a moment ago, their first goal came very early. But then in the 43rd minute, we have for you the first of three Kirby goals because the gods looked fondly upon us. Thank you. <laughs> so Sam Kerr manages to get a hold of a fastball and cuts it back like a knife through butter to Fran Kirby, who slots it high into the back corner. Boom. This duo, I tell you, oh my God, Jesus Christ. They are so good. And then it happens again in the second half. Millie Bright sends a long ball up to Sam Kerr who waits for Kirby and like the good person that she is. She's like, Oh, where's my friend? <laughs> so like literally she stops and waits. I guess either Redding decided not to go for her or just weren't there. Cause she had the pace to be far away, but she stops the ball, looks around, waits for Kirby and then sends it to her. And then Kirby finds her way around a couple of defenders and does it again. We are three to zero now. Also, it speaks to Redding's lack of defense that Sam Kerr was able to just stop and wait. I was like re-watching the tape and I was like, she like trapped the ball and stopped. Like it wasn't like she was waiting for like five minutes or something, but like. To have enough time to do that. Okay, so then later on, Kirby flicks a high ball, like lofts. I don't know how to make that sound effect clearer for you. Uh, she flicks this high ball to Kerr, who reaches her leg for it and gets a foot on the volley and slots it in. Four to zero. And then Chelsea scores again and ends at five zero. And they just like totally easily seal this deal. Sam Kerr won the golden boot with 21 goals this season. Wow. That's a lot. I think it's more than her record in the NWSL, which was like 19. 18 or 19. It's less than this number, I'm pretty yeah. sure. And I think she actually kind of started the season out slow. Like, I think that people were kind of like, what the, where the fuck is Sam Kerr? So she came back with a vengeance, thank you, to her partner in crime, Fran Kirby, who came in third for the Golden Boot with 16 goals. But she was also number one for assists with 11, which I feel like 10 of those were to Sam Kerr. So, I mean, others. Easily. Yes. Uh, No, I'm pretty sure 10 of them were to Sam. I'm pretty sure if we go back and count them, the majority (laughs) are to Sam Kerr. And I think Fran Kirby is sort of, I think she's in the lead for the Golden Boot in the Champions League with six goals in that. Yes. And so I think that they said in this match, like this season, I think probably not just WSL, but also including Champions League and other matches they've played, 
between the two of them, they have scored over 50 goals, I think, which is... That's ridiculous. It is absolutely redonk. Ridicky donkey. I also, I don't want to just like sit here and be like, no one was ever going to win for but Chelsea because like Manchester City did have a really great season. And if Chelsea had not won, it would have left some space. Not necessarily, but like there was a possibility that Manchester City could have come in. So they did great, but I really don't think, I think no team deserved this more in my personal opinion. They were absolutely unbelievable with Sam Kerr and Fran Kirby leading the way in many ways, but like their talent truly does run deep and it was a team effort. So I think that as the season went on, as I said, Sam Kerr kind of started off slow. Things, it was COVID, pandemic, didn't know what was going on. So I think that they really found a groove and this as the season went on and they really kind of grew into themselves as a team has been like a really it's been like a fucking blast watching them this season i've had so much fun with it and today they face barcelona in the champions league final what a fucking week that would be for them to win both i mean wow so more to come on that later baby <laughs> okay my number two hat pick this pod is katarina macario crushing it with Olympic Lyon. So Katarina Macario is the 21-year-old wunderkind, originally from Brazil, but who grew up in San Diego and is doing so goddamn well with Olympic Lyon. So since the beginning of April, which includes a total of four games, I only went back a month because I'm lazy. um, (laughs) She's scored five times. Now, I'm not a math person, but when you are averaging over one goal per game, you're starting to look like Vivian Miedema, who is, con- <laughs> who, by the way, is constantly surrounded by rumors that she's transferring to OL, but we shall see. Oh, twist. It's been happening for months and months, but we shall see. Anyway, I really want to talk about Katamarina Mercario's um, most recent games, the two most recent games, starting with the one against Leaf. I want to talk about this game because I really wanted to talk a little bit about the powerhouse that is Olympic Leon real fast since I've got the mic. So OL won this game five to one and every single one of those goals was scored by a different player. And of those five players, Macario was the only one who wasn't, who isn't French. Oh, <laughs> Right. So the goal scorers in order are Amandine Henri, former Thorn, Amel Majri, Wendy Renard, Eugenie Le Sommer, who is now a member of OL Reign, oh, yeah. and then Katerina Macario. She is making her name up there next to some of the most outstanding players in the world, but also French players. Those are and like all- French superstars. <laughs> right. All of this is happening while she's in like her rookie season over there. It's really exciting to see her excelling along these alongside these powerhouses because she's going to bring that home. So, okay. The most recent game against Isi. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Isi Football Feminine, <laughs> who is ranked 11th out of the 12 teams in the division, the French division. So it's not like they're a top-notch team, but I don't care. So we're going to talk about the brace that Macario had anyway. The game starts off with a bang with a penalty that's taken by Amel Majri in the 10th minute. She scores. Woo, great, yay. Anyway, here is where we get to see Katarina Macario shine. Not that she doesn't already, but she scores her first goal in the 32nd minute. And then 10 minutes later, she scores again. She gets the brace before the half even ends. And then she's subbed out at the half (laughs) because she done did her job and can take a nice rest. (laughs) She came in, scored the goals, got out, got to chill that sounds ideal the amount of damage that she's able to do to another team in 45 minutes is outrageous 
Not so but so even. Not so but so even. (laughs) (laughs) And honestly, I just think her time at OL is helping her out a ton. And I'm amped to see her bring that back to the US Women's National Team. And also, maybe she'll come back and play for the San Diego team because she grew up in San Diego and likes it there a lot. And maybe she'll play under Casey Stoney if Casey Stoney ends up in San Diego. I don't know. We need the rumors to be true. throwing it out there. I was going to ask if you think that she would ever come and – because, you know, I mean, we've had players – play in France, play in Sweden, play, you know, and then come back to the United States and also play in the NWSL, um, sometimes in the same year, sometimes not. But I mean, you know, do you think that she will also play for the NWSL for as much as she's wanted to play with the United States women's national team? I just didn't know. So San Diego might be a possibility. It'd be great to love it if she was on the Thorns. <laughs> I mean, right. Can you even imagine oh that team? Slaughter. <laughs> I wonder if Macario will eventually do the kind of thing that players like Les Omer and Marajan and Buhadi oh, are and doing. and come play for OL here. Yeah, OL Reign. Yeah, because then the contracts remain all with the same team, technically, or the same ownership, and she still gets to play in the NWSL, but also gets the experience of playing over in France Yeah, um, with arguably one of the best women's teams in the world. Mm-hmm. So I think it'll be something like that until she decides to fully leave OL. And sure. then she will probably either, well, I think it depends on what her career looks like. If she continues to rise, then I think that she might go to, there's some other great, like FC Rosengard is a great Swedish team. VF Wolfsburg in Germany is a great team. FC Barcelona is obviously a great team. We'll see them in the Champions League final later. If her trajectory keeps going up, I think she might play for one of those other international teams. If she becomes homesick even, or if she starts to plateau, then I think she might come back here so that Vlatsko and Nofsky or whoever is the head coach of the US Women's National Team in the future can keep up with what she's doing right. and making sure that she's still on top of her game. Yeah. Incredible. Incredible stuff. She is going to be. I wonder if she'll get that Olympic spot. I mean, I know Blanco and Donovsky is like obsessed with her, like not a weird way. I, like <laughs> no, like in a she's an incredible player, and he right. wants to maintain her spot on his team. I think that she might, but I think it depends on the injuries of other players. Sure, Tony. <sighs> Tobin, get better. We love you. <laughs> in a totally normal way. In a not weird way, except we want to be your best friends. Please. Pretty please. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Congratulations, Katarina Macario, on being a badass. We're so excited <laughs> to see what comes next. But what comes next for this podcast is the honorable mentions. So this week, we have a couple. But the first one is... Drumroll. Another podcast. <laughs> so a few weeks ago... U.S. Women's National Team stars Lynn Williams of the North Carolina Courage, the Courage, the Courage, and Sam Mewis, formerly of the Courage, maybe also soon to be the Courage again, and Manchester City started their own podcast called Snacks, and it slaps. So it's about them. It's them talking about soccer, life, and some fun stuff. And there's, I think, now three episodes so far, and I'm just loving it. Anthony and I think it's hilarious, and. We have really, really enjoyed hearing them talk. So not only is it really great to hear about these, the national team matches and the NWSL and WSL matches from a first person perspective, it's also just great to hear these players using their platform to talk about important issues like racial justice, because 
Lynn Williams spent some time in the second episode talking about like waiting for the announcement from the Derek Chauvin trial right as they were about to take the field, talking about that like locker room experience and being with other people and and, and having that. And then Sam Mewis also talks about her in the past year, like owning her privilege and realizing she has to use her platform to speak out about injustice. And so I think that is so great to hear them. They can talk about soccer, but they can also talk about this stuff. And then it's also just hilarious because they're it's it's like they're in a room with you and it's very fun they used to be roommates and it makes them seem more like real people like at the end of the last podcast or the second episode they were just talking about their favorite snacks like actually talking about their favorite and i was like wow this just feels like i'm with like some of my friends um even though they're like stars internationally (laughs) renowned soccer players yeah Mm -hmm. yeah yeah (laughs) <laughs> yes. So I definitely think you should check that shit out. It's great. I think it's put out by Just Women Sports. Who just got a lot more investment from other players and badass women and men, actually, which is exciting. And I'm going to add this to our um, honorable mention because Just Women Sports just added Elena Deladon, Sam Mewis, Orika Ogubawale, Hillary Knight, Kelly O'Hara, and Kevin Durant as investors. Wow. That's pretty dope. So that's two players from the WNBA, one player from the NBA, and two NWSL slash US Women's National Team players, and a hockey player who actually has a game today in St. Louis. Wow. How fun is that? (laughs) That's just all information that just exists in my head right now without looking it up. Uh, Anyway, throwing that in there and also throwing in that the NWSL regular season started yesterday and we are slated to have some soccer pretty regularly here in the states from now until october i read this earlier and i'm not gonna say it out loud (laughs) so i wrote this portion and so after that i said which is the month before my birthday did you know my birthday is in november (laughs) everyone it's my birthday so (laughs) which is not really something anna would say but i kind of wanted to see if she would read it ahead of time and then she would just like read into it and say it but she was smart enough to to check it out i read it (laughs) I read it. And honestly, I wouldn't have read it if I hadn't added more for our topic this morning. Oh, so close. So close. (laughs) Anyway, Louisville tied Casey yesterday and Gotham beat Houston yesterday with a dope goal from Midge Purse. And then the Courage and Olo Rain also ended in the 0-0 draw. And then today, the Thorns take on Chicago and Washington takes on Orlando. So... We're probably going to be talking about these games. We're certainly going to be talking about Midge Purse yeah. um, in the next pod. So just a little preview of something to look forward to. Some great shit. Excellent things happening. And so now the moment you've all been waiting for is another opportunity for us to talk about the Portland Thorns. <laughs> <laughs> I know that you were like, why are they talking about the Thorns more? The Challenge Cup final. Well, don't you worry, listeners. We're going to do it. We're going to give you that content you've been desperately seeking for the last... 36 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So our number one this week is shared and it's the dope ass saves in the challenge cup final and also other drama. Yes. So last weekend, May 8th was the challenge cup final and boy, what a final it was. We got a full (laughs) regulation 90 and penalties, which is 
plenty of time to deliver some bomb.com saves. So in the 33rd minute, Sophia Smith is coming down the right flank towards the goal. And somehow she's been left wide open, which I don't know what what kind of (laughs) plan that was. But she makes her way into the box and sends a ball towards the far post. But Didi Heritage does a great job to lay out, like fully lay out and dive and bat that shit away. They're playing Gotham FC. I don't think we said that. Oh, yeah. But yes, it's Portland Portland and Gotham. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But if you were listening to our most recent pods, then you would know who Dee Dee Heritage is and what team she's on because I talked about her. Roasted listeners. <laughs> Anna did a hair flip. Oh, God. Anyway, yes, Dee Dee Heritage, Gotham FC, Sophia Smith, Portland Thorns. So again, in the 36th minute, Sophia Smith sends a great ball centrally to meet Simone Charlie who is being covered by Mandy Freeman. Freeman gets her like shoulder on the ball in an attempt to knock it back to Heritage, but Simone Charlie, being the smart player she is, mm-hmm. sees this happen, picks up the pace to meet the ball, and then is able to get a shot off. And Heritage stops this ball, which is impressive, because as she was on her way off the line to meet the ball, that she thought she would have time and space to retrieve from the shoulder action that Freeman gave it, didn't fully account for Charlie having the great vision that she does. <gasps> Because she then had to kind of get in a position to stop the ball with her body rather than coming down to meet the ball. Mm, yeah. It was quick thinking and some great, great shit. We love it. Honestly, like, we'll talk about this more, but, like, Dee Dee Heritage was, was in rare form. <laughs> she was on fire. So, second half. I think that the mo- most of the dope-ass saves happen basically from this point on. So not that there weren't some good ones in the first half, blah, blah, blah. Anna just talked about it. However, the second half and the penalties were, how do you say, nutso butso. <laughs> <laughs> so we get a pretty dope save from Heritage again in the 51st minute. After service into the box from Megan Gligenberg, Haran gets her head on the ball while also being surrounded by Gotham defenders. Yikes. Ouch. But Heritage is ready and reads it fast and dives and holds onto the ball. All right. Now this is the not-so-but-so save of regulation time. So 72nd minute, the Thorns get yet another chance in the box. Kling from just inside the left side of the 18 serves the ball across the box towards the back where Simone Charlie, we love her, is running because, yet again, she is able to read the situation so fucking well. So Charlie is falling to the ground as she's trying to extend her leg to get a touch on it. Woohoo! And meanwhile, Heritage is also going towards the ball and dives toward the far post because she does not expect Charlie to angle her foot so that it goes towards the center of the goal. Again, I'm doing a lot of hand motions. <laughs> And it is kind of confusing to like hear it rather than see it. Yeah. <laughs> Go watch the highlights. But just know I'm making hand motions to try to show you. Anyway. And, and who knows, listener, maybe <laughs> in the future you will get to experience these hand motions. Maybe you'll get to see the video. It's <laughs> a lot of pressure. Okay. Anyway. So, but, so, you know, she's not expecting this from Charlie, but that is exactly what Charlie does. You would think, listeners. That this would be a goal, but you would be wrong. (laughs) So you look ridiculous because you walked right into that trap, right into it. (laughs) All right. The ball angles towards the center of the goal, but Mandy freaking Freeman, oh my God, said, not today, Satan, (laughs) and gets her body around the ball and clears it way the hell away from the goal. 
It was like the most beautiful fucking thing I've seen. This was incredibly stressful as Thorns fans. I was watching this with my family. We were at my parents' house and all of us thought I told my parents, Anthony knows that we're Thorns fans, <laughs> but I had to tell my parents, I was like, this is who we're rooting for. And so they got into it and all of us thought that that was going to be a goal. All of us. We also walked into the trap. So don't be, don't be ashamed. <laughs> but it was, it was, I, I think we should definitely post this one. Cause it was like insane. It was so good. Especially because it wasn't by the keeper. Yes. <laughs> Who also and, did very well, but I mean, and she continues to do well. So in the 86th minute, we see yet another chance for the Thorns. And I guess it's important to note that at this point in the game, it's 1-1. There were great goals. Both of them involved Carly Lloyd. So we're not going to get into them. <laughs> Just know that's what the score is at this point. 1-1. So Morgan Weaver has the ball on the left side of the 18 and sends a ball inside to Sinclair, who meets it just at the top of the 18. So she like sends it back a little bit. Sinky takes a touch, sets up, and sends the ball far post with quite a bit of force. I was like pausing the highlights to watch how Sinclair sets up because when you look at Sinclair like run and get to the ball, you're like, what the fuck? How does she get, how does she have as many goals scored as she does? Because she like runs around with a little bit of a hunchback and she like looks a little awkward because she's so tall. She <laughs> looks like she's running in slow motion sometimes. <laughs> yeah. But then I like was like pausing the video and she takes a step and fully sets up her body, but it just happens at a rate that I think we're not used to seeing it happen at. Mm-hmm. And she's she's got all of the power of her body behind the shots that she takes. And I just like didn't fully realize it until I like paused it and I saw it. Anyway, <laughs> so Sinky sends the ball far post with quite a bit of force, but that means nothing to Dee Dee Heritage. Read my lips. No. She dives like a goddamn champ and gets just enough of a touch on the ball to send it wide. And the dive wasn't like a normal jump to the side and like lay out kind of dive like she had done previously in the game. She was like leaning back as she dove to track the trajectory of the ball. It was incredible. That was like the goalie save of the like regular time, I think. Okay, so now quite honestly, honestly, besides getting that one goal scored on her, AD Franch did not see a lot of action throughout the game. But then, regulation ends in a 1-1 draw. So we go to motherfucking penalties. mentioned it before but we'll say it again for all y'all in the peanut gallery (laughs) penalties are a stressful b do not always reflect who played a better game c stressful (laughs) so Allie Long who recently was just in the midst of the challenge cup traded to Gotham which I actually think is kind of a good move for her I'm actually excited to see that so she steps up first and she makes it but Franch does get a touch on it which has to be frustrating as a keeper in that situation like I went the right way. I know what I'm doing. It just wasn't quite enough. Right. Christine Sinclair, the Christine Sinclair, steps up for Portland and, of course, makes it. <laughs> Honestly, Hair Cheech did not stand a chance. Like, that one was just, it was always going to go in. And then Carly Lloyd is next for Gotham and makes it blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and then Megan Klingenberg is next for Portland. And she hits... The goddamn crossbar and it doesn't go in. Much stress for us Portland Thorns fans at this point. She did like a weird ass little twinkle toes half walk up thing. She did not approach. She did not approach the ball well. She did not trick anybody. (laughs) It was not good. It was not good. 
much stress. Mm-hmm. Then Jennifer Cujo goes up for Gotham, and guess what, listener? She hits the goddamn crossbar. <laughs> Not even just the crossbar, like the top corner of where the crossbars meet. Yeah. So still, so much stress for us Portland Thorns fans. And then Lindsay Horan goes up next for Portland and makes it no problemo. Mandy Freeman next for Gotham makes it. Rocky Rodriguez is up next for Portland and makes it. Ifyoma Anamano comes up next for Gotham and makes it. Then, with much stress continuing for us Lauren fans, it all comes down to Crystal Dunn. If she makes it, they continue to send death. If she misses it, Gotham wins. So Crystal Dunn steps up to the spot. She sends it in. And Herachich goes the wrong way. The thorns remain alive. (laughs) Confetti everywhere. So now it is sudden death. So before, basically, everyone, each team had five chances. It didn't matter if you missed. You could miss all five chances and you still had to go up and do it. Now, you, you go until somebody misses. And you cannot reuse any players who have already gone until you've gone through your entire roster. Twist. Evelyn Bien steps up for Gotham and makes it. Becky Sauerbrunn, oh, captain, my captain, <laughs> go for the thorn, steps up, sends it in. Heritage guesses correctly, gets a fucking glove on it. And it still has just enough force to go in. And we are alive, but like barely. Yeah. <laughs> barely. <laughs> I think I like genuinely yelled. It was <laughs> stress, yeah. And then Nahomi Kawasumi steps up, call back. She missed a penalty against Ashlyn Harris a few weeks ago, and she sends it to the left. And A French, like the badass that she is, lays out and slaps that shit away. Yeah. I, again, still screaming, me in my home. <laughs> Now it truly comes down to Morgan Weaver. Little baby Morgan Weaver. <laughs> she sends it to the right. And Heritage guesses incorrectly Portland are champions thanks to a dope ass save from French and Morgan Weaver staying calm and collective. <laughs> Which are her words, not ours. <laughs> when she was at the spot. So. Poor, poor Morgan Weaver. Okay, so we're all watching this at my parents' house, and like they're interviewing Morgan Weaver after the game, and we're watching her, and she's like, "They're like, you know, what? It, what were you thinking as you went up?" And she was like, "I actually didn't realize I had to go up at the time because like I thought that somebody else had done it or was about to go up, but then it was me. I just had to remain calm and collective at the spot <laughs> instead of calm and collected." Oh, I don't want to be then, laughing, but I, I know it was. Laugh. I mean, like honestly, she scored, and that's all that matters. And like yeah, everybody man. says, everybody says shit like that. Morgan Weaver, we are not hating, but it was really funny because she did say it more than once. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, all that matters is that she fucking made it, and she's good at soccer. Nobody gives a shit about grammar, so it's true. Oh, okay, so there were some incredible saves out of this game. Here, Cheech was in rare form, as I mentioned earlier, and French came up big when it mattered, and. Honestly, so did Mandy Freeman. Like, that was, that game, the, ga- the game would not even have gone to penalties had she not been on the line. That was some, like, Christine Lilly World Cup 1999 shit. Fun fact, Anna and I, without talking, are both wearing 
our like 20th anniversary world champions from the 1999 world cup shirt i was like lifting my shirt up to show anna and she's like oh i'm also wearing that shirt <laughs> we also bought shirts for our spouses and we're gonna all wear them together when we're in australia and new zealand in 2023 for the next world cup so i know you all cared to know that but that's where we are wow it was an exciting game end of story <laughs> yeah our topic this week Chelsea plays Barcelona in the Champions League final to fucking day. So we're going to tell you about that and then go watch it. (laughs) Yeah, you're going to, I mean, you're going to get to watch it after it's happened. um, And we're going to go watch it right fucking now. So we will keep this short and sweet because we got to go bounce to watch this match. But here's what's happening. Chelsea is the first English team to make the final for the Champions League since Arsenal won the whole shebang in 2007, which was 14 years ago. Math. Also, yikes. (laughs) Yeah. Chelsea has also never made it to the final before, so this is great. Barcelona made it before, but finished second. So no matter who wins this game today, it is historic for their club, which is dope. Yeah. And this game is also going to be exciting because five of the top 10 goal scorers from the Champions League this season are in this game. Wow. So, yeah. Right now, Jenny Hermoso from Barcelona and Fran Kirby are tied at six goals each this Champions League campaign, followed by Lika Martin, who has five for Barcelona, Pernilla Harder, and Asisat Oswala from Barcelona with four each. Barcelona has been exhibiting the same kind of dominance in La Primera División in Spain as Chelsea did in the WSL this season, which we're hoping means that this game is going to be, again, dope. Future Jillian here. This game was not dope and was a total blowout for Barcelona. Chelsea shot the bed. So starting lineup for Barcelona is Sandra Paños in goal. Maria Leon. Oh, she also goes by Mappy because she's incredible. Jenny Hermoso, Marta Torrejon, Kira Hamraoui, Alexia Puteas, Patri, Aitana Bonmati, Leila Ujavi, Carolina Graham Hansen, and Lika Martins. So sick lineup for them. For Chelsea, we have Anne-Katrine Berger, Jessica Carter, Millie Bright, Magdalena Erickson, Neve Charles. That's like their goalie and back line. And then we've got in the midfield, Melanie Leupold, Sophie Ingle, Jisoo Yun. And, the, and then up top, we've got who else? Fran Kirby, Pernilla Harder, Sam Kerr. God, that front line is so dangerous. They've got a deep bench. It's going to be a good game today. So we hope that you watch it. But you won't know that we're telling you to watch it because this podcast probably won't come out for another week and a half. So we hope you watched it. We hope you find a way to watch it. I'm sure it was a great game. LOL. Now that you're listening to this. (laughs) This is good stuff right here. Insert a clip of the game. Just of just like us cheering. be clear there was not a lot of cheering mostly Anna and me just texting each other back and forth about like holy shit we can't believe Chelsea is shitting the bed this badly anyway cool stuff (laughs) it's gonna be a really great game and it's really exciting to see two teams who have never been in the final well two teams who have never never won won in the final together and especially teams that have been dominant in their respective leagues so it's not like teams who don't deserve to be they're the best yeah well good Cool. Anna, tell us about all the ways that people can be in touch with us. <laughs> yeah, you can follow us on Instagram or Twitter at HatPicksPod, or you can send us an email at HatPicksPod. Nope, an email to HatPicksPod at gmail.com, or you can go to our website, HatPicksPod.com. That's it. That's all we have. That's great. We hope you reach out to us with 
lots of questions. If you want to be a guest on our show, you know, why not? We don't, we don't have a high bar. So <laughs> we're also expanding into astrology yes. <laughs> and personality types and Enneagram. So just like, let us know. We're always happy to hear from you. Yeah. You can send us an email Oh my gosh. <laughs> or a DM on, on one of our many platforms. Yeah, or something. I don't know. Just getting caught. Or you could like text us because chances are you have our phone numbers because you listen to just our friends and family. And on that note, I'm Jillian. And I'm Anna. And this has been the Hat Picks Podcast. Ugh. <sighs>